0: Hello and welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. Welcome if you're new to my podcast. Thank you to those of you who have stuck around over the years and uh, gone on this journey with me. It has been quite a wild ride to say the least. This great awakening is upon us and uh, as I tune in and ask God, what is my role? You know, how may I serve now? Has that changed? I'm getting very clear and concise guidance, which I'm very grateful for. So I was just sitting outside, just sitting in the sun. I'd love to just grab a chair and sit in those rays of sunlight as often as possible, soaking up that vitamin D. And I noticed immediately a group of birds in the tree uh, up on our deck. Just, I mean, they all flew in. As soon as I sat down and turned towards the sun, they all flew in into the tree, all these little tiny birds, and I heard them just starting to chirp away. And I thought, what a beautiful sound. And then I just just quieted my mind. And I was literally tuning in to what they were talking about. (laughs) Animal communication is something that I found that we truly all can do. We have this ability. It's just um, retraining our brain to let go you know, to stop the noise so that we truly can hear the message. An animal, you know, when you're communicating with animals, it's just like connecting with the soul. It's the same thing. You're just connecting. So I don't need to know bird language, you know. It's the message that they're speaking. And so as I was tuning into these birds and just the excitement of what's coming, um, I could feel it in my heart. truly feel like I was listening from my heart. They're so excited about what's coming and they're like telling each other, you know, it's about time. You know, we've been watching all of this for so long and and it's here here it is, it's coming. And what is to come is the grandest, most beautiful experience that is going to blow us away. I mean, blow us away. So I've been doing a lot of reminiscing this week. I, I feel like, you know, it's just uh, God soars uh, me, <laughs> taking myself down through um, memory lane. I was thinking about all the amazing things, you know, when I that happened when I tuned into the animals or communicating with them. That it wasn't even something I questioned. I just did it. It was like my soul knowing. I'm going to give you some examples, by the way, because it might, maybe, it's going to spark something within you. Or maybe it's going to spark something within you saying, gosh, you know, I'd love to do this with my child or my grandchild and start tuning into this, whatever this is, this magical world. The world that I live in is a magical world. Now, I've been awakened to what's happening here in this 3D world and taken on, you know, taking my position in that, knowing that I truly was here to be a part of that, too end that and to shift into this magical beautiful heaven on earth that we're supposed to have it was always supposed to be this way so i remembered you know the first bird that i communicated with it was in sedona arizona on my first retreat i talk about it in my book stepping into the light i do have a book called stepping into the light julia treat Um, it's on amazon barnes and noble either one but i talk about how this bird followed me all throughout the day we were, we had a, a half day of silence and most of us had never experienced that before and some are resistant and they're like no way i can't do that and and you know i was cool with it i'm like i'm here to i'm here to change my life forever i was at rock bottom i would do anything that my mentor at the time told me to do i would anything that was going to help me heal my heart so i spent a day in silence you know walking sometimes sitting and meditating you know, putting my feet in the the, the water, the, the creek that ran through the, the the space. And there was always this bird that would fly up. As soon as I'd stop somewhere, it would fly up and just sit there. And like, chirpy-chirp at me. And, you know, I just started noticing each time I stopped somewhere or I was walking on a path, it'd be, well, there it is again on this tree that I'm walking up to. So finally I was heading up to the... Oh, the ca- it's not a cafeteria. It's, just, it's a small little building where we ate. The kitchen with the dining room. And it was, you know, I was getting ready to go back to the group and meet them all. That was when we were going to end the silence, was at dinner. And so I'm on my way, and there's that bird again. And he's just staring at me. And I said, okay, what is it you're trying to tell me? What is it that you are trying to tell me? And the bird just t- turned around, and on its back, it was like a light... Brown and white colored bird with a black V on its back. And I saw a V and I just heard victory. And I literally just started sobbing because that's what I was there for. I needed a victory because I had been in victimhood for a very long time. I didn't realize that's what I had done, but I was in this victimhood state. I, I had lost everything, literally rock bottom, lost my, losing my marriage, lost my business, can't work, too sick to work, lost everything. And so when I called out to God for a lifeline, this was one of the things that showed up was this retreat. I didn't have the money. I said, okay, angels, I know I'm supposed to be there. I believe I'm supposed to be there. You bring the money, and and I'm, uh, I'm going. And I let it go. So another thing, I was talking about a client recently, the art of letting go. You put it out there, and you let it go. You don't get caught up in how this is going to happen and the steps i got to take. Well, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I told this story. Uh, I believe it was just a couple weeks later. It wasn't too long that I received a letter in the mail, and it was from my insurance company, my car insurance company. And I remember thinking, well, that's strange. I, just, I already sent in my payment, so I don't know what they're writing me about. And as I opened it, I, it looked like a check, and I thought, oh, yeah. You know, I get a dividend check every year for about 100 bucks. So I figured, okay, it's just that dividend check. And then when I opened the, the envelope, the check was, was for $963. And that's exactly what I needed to go on this retreat. It was the exact amount that I needed to go on the retreat. Mind-blowing, right? So there was my first, like, wait, wait, uh, okay, think something just happened pretty cool. So back to this. So this is the retreat that I went on, and the first time I I met with the bird, speaking with the bird, and that led to many different things. You know, me learning about Reiki and being attuned to Reiki, which does open your intuition even more. In fact, that's just going to blow it wide open. <laughs> and so doing Reiki, you know, doing that work, learning other healing modalities. I just kept learning and growing, and the more that I learned, the the better I got. It just what I did. Communicating with animals, so fun. Um, I was mentoring a team, a team of a team, a team of teens. Yeah, some teenagers. They wanted to learn Reiki. I attuned them to Reiki, gave them the class, and I said, "Well, you know, I got this friend who has some horses, and she's agreed to let us come out and uh, you know see the horses." There was one horse that was very. Uh, well, he was, he was on his way out, okay? He was literally dying when I met him. His name was Sam. And the first time I met him was with these teenagers with me. That's another story in my book. It's also on my podcast. You could just go to Stepping into the Light Julia Treat, find the podcast. It's on all platforms, and you could just put in Healing Horses of Phoenix Rising Stables, it's a long title, I know. Or you could even just go to the search engine and just put Phoenix Rising wait Healing Horses of Phoenix Rising Stables Julia Treat, and that episode should pop up. So when we met Sam, uh, you know, emaciated, I've never seen a horse like this, ever. It looked like someone, like he literally was being starved, which he wasn't. He was eating, but he was very sick. And You know, I told the kids on the way out there, I said, okay, you know, Corey, she's the one that was taking care of him, her and her mother. I said, "Uh, you know, we just got to prepare ourselves because I hear he looks pretty sick and we're here to help him. So let's just remember that. So we got out there and these kids, oh my gosh, they were so amazing. They just went right up to him. They started, you know, loving on him, giving him Reiki on his his ankle. um, Yeah, on his ankles, his knees, on his back. They went everywhere. They were just working on Sam, just infusing him with love. And there was this younger one, I believe her name was Tiana, if I remember correctly. It's been many years. She was braiding his tail, and she said, I'm just going to give him so much love. Look how pretty he looks with his braided tail. So he received a lot of love that day. And, you know, they were doing their work, and I was going up and just touching him wherever I felt guided to. And interestingly enough, he had a mark on his hind quarter. Now, he had a brand, okay? There was, already, there was the brand on it that br- they burn on them or however they do it. Wait, where was that? I'm just trying to think. I think it was on his neck. I, so not the brand, but the mark that I saw, it was literally infinity symbol in his hair. I mean, his, it was a true infinity symbol on his skin, like right there where his hair was, and it was like this permanent mark, which blew me away. Sam taught me a lot. I mean, the animals I've communicated with, they have helped me as much as I have helped them. So as I began to touch Sam and just tune it, now I'm, I'm now connected to Sam. I'm connected to his soul. I'm talking to Sam. I'm understanding why you why is this happening to you. And also knowing the power of asking questions. And I got so emotional like I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to start crying." I what I what I got for real was a horse who had lost its purpose and in other words was the soul was dying. So I I knew I was about to start crying because I'd never felt that feeling. And it was profound. Now, again, this isn't like a negative thing. It's just like, wow, I feel this like loss of you because you don't have a purpose or you're this throwaway or whatever. So I had to go in the office. They had an office in the barn. I just went in there because I didn't want the kids to see me crying. And, you know, got myself back together, got back out there and we continued to work with him and, um. You know, we said our goodbyes. Everyone, Okay, we'll come back again. Let's just see how it goes. That's what we all said. You know, we never know until we do it, and then we see what happens. So um, when I got home, I don't know if it was immediately or how soon. I'm probably going to read my own story again so I can get the timeline perfect. It's happened so many years ago, and whether it was two days or two weeks, I don't remember that part. I think it was a couple weeks that I contacted Corey, and I said, you know, I'm being guided to come out by myself and actually attune Sam to Reiki so that he will continue to do his own healing. Now, I'd never done that, never was taught how to do that. By the way, we don't have to be taught how to do everything because we intuitively will know. But when I receive that guidance, attune Sam to Reiki so he'll continue to heal himself, you know, on his own. And then anyone that rides him, he will be healing them. And so all I said, a question, I said, okay, how do I do that? How do I, God, how do I attune this horse to Reiki? And I was shown, you're going to start at his um, forehead, you know, where this, it goes down to the nose, that area. There's, why am I say forehead? It seems like there's another name for that, but you know what I'm talking about. And then you're going to tune him down his back. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense to me. So Corey agreed, and I went out, and I said, you know what? Like, I think I called her on the way or talked to her right before. I said, you know what? If you want, I'll just attune all your horses while I'm there. I think there was five or six or seven. I didn't care. I, I love being around horses. I'll spend all day out there. I said, that way I'll attune all your horses. Then not only will that be helping them heal on, you know, any healing they need on their journey, but it will be healing anyone that has to do with those horses. They're going to have this, this divine Reiki energy within them that will be healing others, whether they touch them, ride them, whatever. So she's like, oh, my God, it's so great. Thank you. And yes. And so spent this time, got there, and just one horse at a time, they brought him in the barn. They'd hook him up. I would do the, the uh, attunement prayer, all the stuff. And then they would come, you know, get that one, bring the other horse, the next horse in. And when we got done, Corey and her mom, you know, came into the stall and they said, oh my gosh, did you hear the music? I said, music? No, I didn't hear any music. They said, oh my gosh, the most amazing music started. And it was, I think it was um, like 3 p.m. or something like that, 3 o'clock or 3.05 or something like that. But they knew the time and I said, no, I didn't hear it. You know, I guess that was for you guys because I didn't hear it. And they were like, well, that, it was some celestial music, and it was the most beautiful music. And we are just in the office going, wow, you know, Julie's out there tooting those horses, and now we hear this music. Well, the next day, uh, Corey got a hold of me, and she said, you're not going to believe this. She said, my grandmother passed away yesterday at the exact time that we heard that music. So, again, another wink of, of really what we are capable of experiencing Right, but not in the third dimensional realm. I mean, we are in the third dimensional realm, experiencing that, but we're in this magical space of attuning horses to Reiki, and we, you know, we're not have our head in a damn TV. <laughs> so, needless to say, that story ended up very amazing. It was a miracle story. Uh, Sam did heal miraculously. Yes, he did, in a very short period of time. What turned out is that he had Lyme disease. I didn't know that. He had Lyme disease when I, when I first met him. Um, I, amazing, because I had Lyme disease for eight years, which I no longer have. Healed myself from that. But he had Lyme disease. Uh, the medication was super expensive, and the owner that boarded him there wasn't willing to pay it. And so that's actually what was killing him. Nothing they did helped. Well, he didn't get any medications. So when I attuned him, I got other information. I mean, this is the art, I mean, this is the art of doing what I do because we get so much information to help others, including animals, heal, change their lives, uh, stop the madness, you know, stop, oh, just stop the BS stories, all the stuff. Well, I said, okay, Sam, I told him all. He doesn't have a purpose. Well, he used to be a racehorse, not a racehorse, a, a show horse, I think, that, where they go over the, they jump over like railings and stuff and, and beams. They, it's a show. He's a showman. I said, he, well, he got sick. I said, he lost his purpose and he's slowly dying. That was a pretty profound message for me. And it made me think that us as humans, if we're not living our purpose or with purpose, we're slowly dying too. It literally, it really made sense to me. And so I told them, I said, I I had a a Native American feather that I had ordered somewhere, and it was, you know, if I'm guided to give something away, that's what I do. I said, I took it out there. I think I went on another visit, or maybe it was when I attuned him. I only went out like two or three times. And I said, here, just put this on his stall. When you put a bridle on, like, put it, let it hang from him. You know, it's supposed to be near him. It's the Native American guides, I guess. I don't remember actually now who the guide was at that time because, again, it was a long time ago. And and I said, you're supposed to sing that song, We Are the Champions. (laughs) And so Corey's mom said, I'm in, I'm doing it. And she told me, you know, after the fact, she sang that song every day to him. She'd go in there and sing that song. And I said, they didn't know what was going to happen to him, like, if someone was going to buy him. And I said, there is a girl. There is a young girl. They are, I saw them as twin flames. You know, a twin flame doesn't have to be male and female, just FYI. You could have your ultimate soulmate here. You have lots of soulmates, by the way. But a twin flame doesn't have to come as your, like, Michael's my twin flame. It could be a horse. Okay. It could be an animal. So I said, it's, it's, You know, her twin flame, or I saw that in my mind, my mind's eye, that they were twin flames, and they had been together before, and she would show up, and she would purchase him, and that they would live off, like, happiness the rest of their lives. And that's what happened. A young girl showed up, and she did get him, purchased him. Now, this tore at my heart because I felt so connected to Sam. I I know that Sam and I knew each other from a past life. That I wanted to, I wanted to buy him, I wanted to have him, But guess what? That wasn't the message that I got. When I I tuned in and said, where's Sam supposed to be? It wasn't with me. It was with this other girl. So I received pictures. Just a few months later, maybe a couple months, this all happened from a, a horse who was literally about to, like, emaciated, just looking like a skeleton. I think it might have been six months tops. He was, he was uh, performing in, in state competitions and winning. I, they had pictures of him. In fact, the last time I went to see him, she was getting ready to come get him like that week sometime, and I just wanted to see him one more time. And when I drove out there, I pulled up to the, to the barn with the, the field that all the horses were in, and this was the first time ever that I could not picture, I couldn't figure out which one was him. Before I could because he was a lot skinnier. And she just, Corey, I think she pointed out or something, or I said, is that Sam? And she said, yeah, can you believe it? I mean, this is, guys, this is just weeks. As far as this part where he's adopted, it's just weeks after I started working with him. I said, oh, my God, he he was so muscular, he was shiny, he was so proud, like he, you could tell he felt beautiful. So as, you know, Life continues, my journey continues, and, you know, I meet Michael. I mean, living out, I lived out at Lake for a while by myself, and I would talk to the deer that came in my yard. I would actually talk to them telepathically, and they would come up to me if I said just come up to me and to my hand, like just come up here, and they would actually walk up to me. Um, I just started learning that we really have this cool ability to talk to animals, and and I'm telling you, it's, it's not just me. Okay, we all can do this. So then uh, moving in with Michael, and then birds start hitting our deck windows. And that's when I started learning that I had the ability to bring birds back to life. Now, some people have said, well, maybe they're just stunned. Okay, I saw them. I mean, I held them, and uh, there was no breath coming in and out. They were dead. But whatever you want to think, it doesn't matter. Maybe some of them were just stunned. I started learning the power that I had when I just sat there and talked to the bird with it in my hands, giving it this beautiful energy and speaking to it. That's the key. We're speaking to them. We're telling them things. We're getting information, right? Honey, you can do this. You're so beautiful. I can't wait to see you fly again. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be a story to tell. And then, hmm, start moving a little, or their eyes open all of a sudden, or you see a breath go in and out. And that happened so many times to where I finally said, Okay, you got to stop this. You don't have to hit the windows anymore. I know that I have this ability, so stop hitting my windows. Okay, I don't want you to, like, sacrifice yourself no more. (laughs) And that has stopped ever since. But I also did put these vinyl, like, butterflies all over my windows, which is supposed to deter them from coming at the windows. Then standing on the river behind our house one day, um, you know, the bald eagle, he comes here off, I call him he, I don't know why, but it's just my sign. Hey, God, you know, just a sign from God for me. And one day I'm standing at the river, and I'm look, I look—I see this massive thing flying down. The wings are just so wide, and I'm going, whoa. I didn't even know it was an eagle yet. It looked even bigger than an eagle. But as it got closer, I saw the white head and the white tail, and then I saw it had something in its little talons, and I go, here I am. Oh, is that one of your little babies? You got one of your babies. You're holding it in your little talons. And as it got closer, I realized it's a duck. And I go, oh, I, and I said out loud, that better not be one of my ducks that I feed. You better not, that better not be one of my ducks. And I shit you not. That eagle came down very slowly in front of me above the river, gently uh, laid that duck in the water and flew up into a tree. I was like, huh? Well, I was shocked, but I was also running down to the water because I wanted to see if the duck was okay. (laughs) I'm running down there. I'm running down. And this duck, God love her. It was a female. Um, And and she did have, you could see blood on the top of her head where those little talons had been stuck in. And I just immediately started sending the the Reiki to her, just the the energy, and telling her, you're going to be okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I told her, like, go under here. I was telling her. Go under this bank right here where the eagle can't see you. The duck goes under the bank. I'm not kidding. I mean, you just can't make this shit up. And I'm continuing, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to continue to send you this energy. You're going to be fine. And I turn around to the eagle, and I say, look, I know you've got to eat, but don't eat my ducks, and don't do it right in front of me. And that eagle's staring at me, and then the eagle took off and flew off. <laughs> I was like... Oh, my God, wait till I tell Michael this one. He loves my stories. <laughs> oh, so it's been fun, you know, just today, even sitting around out and listening to the birds and how excited they are with everything that's coming. But I want to just say this. If you're waiting for anything, you're missing the boat, okay? This is, this is time for us to be doing what we love to do, And if you don't love what you're doing, you need to start doing something else. Okay, we should be doing what we love to do. And I think I got into this space of not loving everything I was doing. And now that I'm teaching the children, you know, in Speranza Academy online right now, and that's the way it'll be until the retreats are manifested, and then launching a clairvoyant collective, which is really I'm attracting. It's almost like the old family had to leave and the new family's coming in. And that doesn't mean anything. There's no egoic meaning in that. It means I'm now calling in the people that resonate with Julia the way she is now. The awakened Julia. Um, so I'm still you know, teaching how to do the same things, but it is from an awakened state, which is blowing my mind. I don't even know if I can explain what that means. But animal communication is the bomb. (laughs) I mean, I have the ability to connect with my dogs. If there's something going on with them, I can quiet my mind and ask what's happening and what they need from me. It has never been to run to the vet to get something checked. We can have the conversation. I know exactly what to do, whether it's giving them Reiki or here's something else that our pets will teach us if we would just be open to it. Our pets often are showing us what's going on within us physically. So if we have something go on in our power center, our stomach, whether it's showing up or not, whether we're shoving tums down our throat or we, you know, um, having bowel issues, it might show up in your pet as vomiting or a bowel issue, or things going on, when it's really connecting with your energy of what's going on with you physically. I mean, our pets mirror us so much. So do our children. I was just in Sedona for my last retreat, and massive learning um, opportunity for me, big time, of how retreats will be run moving forward, and that I never, should never waver from the way that I was doing them. But we're sitting out there for the full moon. It's the night of a full moon. And it was dark out, you know, and everybody, you can tell everybody in Sedona is out watching it. And these dogs were barking. They started barking in different houses. And I thought, oh, I just, they, you could just, I felt their anxiety. They could just probably feel the anxiety of this full moon energy. I don't think it was feeling good for them. I don't think it was a barking out of excitement. It was more like, oh shit, what's, what's happening? Where's my people? And so, first, I called in Archangel Michael to go help them feel safe and be calm. And I called him in and called him in. Nothing happened. The dogs kept barking. In fact, I think a third one started barking in another house. And I just immediately went into speaking to them myself. I was just talking to these dogs. You're going to be OK. Everything's OK. Everything's OK. Your people are OK. They're coming back shortly. Everything's going to be perfect. You can, go, take, you can go, go to sleep. You can relax. And immediately, those dogs stopped barking at the same time. Fascinating. Well, I just wanted to share. Uh, you know my memories down, oh, my journey down memory lane, <laughs> as I was remembering all the cool things that happened. You know when we communicate with animals and really helping me step back into where I want to spend my time. It's a lot more fun to be doing that than watching the bullshit TV, um, listening to a bunch of different people trying to tell me. The way that I should be or that you need to do this to do this or uh -uh, uh -uh, none of it someone uh commented on one of my youtube videos yesterday I think and said Julie what do you think about this person they gave me the name and then what do you think about federation and what do you think about all that stuff is it good or bad not in those words but asking me all that I said I don't know I don't know anything about any of that those aren't my experiences I can only share my own experiences. You know, I can only comment on that. And that's a pretty powerful place to be. I don't have to judge anyone else, because I don't know what their experiences have been. So I can't, I I wouldn't even put in my two cents on that. I have no clue. But I'm in my lane, and my lane isn't for everyone. Just as I am very connected with the angelic realm, Just like I'm connected with the rainbow crew who are connected to the angelic realm, they are just one of the groups coming to take care of Earth, to create it the way it's supposed to be and to be the caretakers of Earth. And so I think a lot of people get caught up in, am I this, do I belong with this group? And they get so confused. I'm like, there's a lot of groups. Whatever feels right for you, whatever feels good, whatever feels that that connection. I've often said that uh, I believe the angelics have played every role so that we would be able to understand and help every soul. Again, there's no hierarchy. I look at all of us as the same and at, at the same level. God created all of us. The most beautiful perfection possible And God also planted a seed within us, each of us. And thinking back to Sam, you know, the seed planted with him was I'm going to be the showman, this beautiful horse that provides entertainment maybe. Gives people a break from the bullshit stories, whatever the case may be. That's the seed that was planted within Sam. Maybe it was to give people that that energy of a champion or a winner. We all have a seed that's been planted. And I'm watering, fertilizing, and allowing mine to flourish like never before. I'm enjoying teaching others again getting in my lane, staying there, because God has assured me that everything will be taken care of now, Julia. You just get in the lane that we created for you. You did your part, and thank you for that. Now it's time to focus on the children, Spronza Academy, and the caretakers and caregivers of New Earth. What a beautiful time to be alive The birds know it. (laughs) They were just singing about it right before I got on here. If you have any interest in really diving in and honing in on your abilities, your God-given abilities, even animal communication, then I encourage you to join my Clairvoyant Collective. If you have a little one, a munchkin, or two or three or ten, or a grandparent of many, I encourage you to join Speranza Academy where we are raising empowered and enlightened children. It is my honor and I am so grateful that I get to do this. If you want information about all of it, how often we meet, how many lessons and videos and courses and things you can expect to receive, just get on my newsletter by going to juliatreats.com, there'll be a very not pretty newsletter pop-up to put your email in, because I'm sending out regular announcements of what's coming up each week that is going to start, what, what's coming up each week for Speranza Academy, and what you can expect for Clairvoyant Collective. We do have some live meetings, but other things are recorded. But no worries, because everything will be recorded if you wish to view it at a later time. For right now, you can still book an individual session, but that will be going away shortly. We'll be focusing on the groups as we move forward in this great awakening. I'm sending so much love your way. I pray that you find your lane, your purpose, whatever that is, and you start living it. Because when you do, life just becomes magical each and every day. God bless. I love you.